Welcome, everyone, to the Asian Voices Radio Podcast, where you'll find real Asian-American conversations about all things, including the topics you are too afraid to ask your Asian parents. I'm your host, Hula Ramos, and on today's show, we'll be talking with Maggie Chu, co-founder and COO of Asian Hustle Network. So the Asian Hustle Network has a mission to create a positive and uplifting environment to support Asian entrepreneurs from around the world. It was created by Brian Pham and Maggie Chu on November 8th, 2019. They both had a vision to create a global impact for the Asian entrepreneurial community. They both believe that they must use their voices, empower themselves and their peers, and claim their heritage all at the same time. Please welcome Maggie Chu. How are you doing, Maggie? Hi, Hula. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on the Asian Voices Radio podcast. I am super excited to be here. No, I appreciate your time, especially, you know, through what we've been going through last year and this year, it's just good to, you know, have some support and, you know, a lot of people who are entrepreneurs, uh, definitely getting the word out of, of support for them. But first of all, before we even go into that, tell me about yourself and your background. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Um, so a little bit about myself, my parents had immigrated to the United States from Hong Kong um, in the oh. 1970s. And so after they had both immigrated here separately, that's how they had met in the Bay Area. Um, and after you know they had married, they had my two older sisters. Um, so I'm the youngest in the family, but my family actually comes from a very non-entrepreneurial background. So my dad has been working at the same printing company for 40 plus years. Um, and wow. while he was working there, my mom, she had a couple of jobs here and there working in restaurants as a waitress. She was working in factories, you know, creating like little trinkets and earrings and stuff like that. Um, and they worked really hard, um, but they never were, you know, very much entrepreneurs. So as they were raising my two sisters and I, you know, they always encouraged us to, you know, go to school, graduate, get a well-paying job and pretty much retire until, you know, when we were 65 years old. So <laughs> I, I never really had that, you know, entrepreneurial spirit. Um, but it, it really, really changed in the last couple of years. Um, I would say, you know, after I had graduated, I, I graduated from SF State with a okay. degree in finance. Um, and I was working multiple, you know, cubicle jobs, nine to five jobs in uh, the government space, as well as in tech. But I always mm -hmm. felt as if I wanted to do something more. Um, I felt like, you know, I just wasn't feeling fulfilled in my jobs. And I always felt as if, you know, I could be replaced at any time. If I were to leave mm -hmm. the next day, you know, someone would probably replace my position the very next day. And I, I just always had this kind of feeling like I wanted to do something more that, that fell in line with my passion, whatever that may be. And so, you know, after I had met Brian, this was back, you know, probably three, four years ago, he also doesn't really, um, you know, he, he, he actually comes from a family that is pretty entrepreneurial. His, his dad um, had his own appliance store. So he kind of grew up with a different mindset. And after meeting him, you know, he kind of put me onto this, you know, entrepreneurial mindset, but he hadn't started a business yet either. Um, but he was kind of dabbling in real estate. And so after I had met him, we decided, okay, let's try to think of something where we can, you know, start a business together on. Um, and that's when I kind of decided, okay, I, I do like, you know, interior design. And so we tried to do like a staging business together. And okay. that was, you know, my first taste of entrepreneurship. So Brian was, you know, flipping projects on the slot on the side. And then I decided, okay, whatever projects he's going to flip, I would stage those properties for him. 
um, while they were on the market. And it was kind of my, like my first taste, just, you know, interacting with customers, with clients, getting new customers and clients that are that were apart from Brian's flip projects and then managing our in, own inventory and all of that. And it just kind of opened my eyes to this whole new entrepreneurial world. And after, you know, we, you know, decided to kind of put that on hold, that's when we started Asian Hustle Network. And it's just blown my mind just meeting, you know, these entrepreneurs from all over the world. And then I quit my job, my tech job last year in November 2020, and decided to take Asian Hustle Network full time. So kind of to wrap it all up to your question, I I, I never really had like that entrepreneurial spirit to begin with, but that's right, why right. I believe so, so deeply that, you know, people can change and, and if there is something that you want to become and a person that you want to be, you know, you can definitely get to that space. You know, you can definitely get to that place. Um, and I've, I feel like I've changed a lot over the years. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much my background and like how I got to where I am today. That's amazing. Wow. Good for you. Uh, that, you know, that makes me excited to hear stories like that, but let me ask you this because stereotypically Asian Americans, um, are known to, you know, have a job where it's nine to five and it's, you know, 40 hours a week and, you know, even going beyond that, you know, just kind of the that comfort zone of something that is, uh, for lack of a better word, consistent. Mm-hmm. And so for you to jump into being an entrepreneur and, you know, did you immediately let your parents know like, hey, I'm not going to do the tech thing anymore. Like, how did that conversation go? <laughs> yeah, that's a really great question. My parents have always wanted me to have a steady job. So they've always been like, you know, keep your job. You have such great benefits. You have health insurance. Like, don't let that go, you know, Mm -hmm. because they come from a mindset where, you know, they pretty much gave up everything that they had from um, in Hong Kong to pretty much provide a better life for me and my two sisters. So, you know, they, they come from a different generation as well. So when I tell them, you know, I'm going to pursue Asian Hustle Network full time, it's, it's also that generational gap that they can't understand, like, oh, how are you going going to make money from that, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was hard for me to tell them. So I didn't actually, actually tell them when I had quit my job. Um, I wanted to ease into it. I told my two sisters and I said, don't tell, you know, our parents yet. I, I want to keep it from them for a little bit because I know they're going to worry. Um, and at the end of the day, they just want, you know, what's best for me. But I right. knew that, you know, they would have concerns about me leaving my job. So I didn't actually tell them. And what ended up happening was Brian, he posted an announcement inside the Asian Hustle Network Facebook group that I had left my job. And I had <gasps> forgotten that my mo- my mother, she has Facebook. So she actually oh. found out through Facebook. And um, she actually didn't even like talk to me about it. I think she just came to this space where she trusted what I was doing. And, right. you know, I think especially, you know, our Asian elders, they come from this mindset where a lot of them, they think like, oh, you know, why are you doing this anyway? No matter what we do to create good social impact, like nothing's ever going to change. Right. But I think that, you know, let just me talking to my parents about what we're doing with Asian Hustle Network. um, And thank you, Hula, for kind of capturing uh, perfectly like what we do to empower and uplift Asian entrepreneurs and professionals globally. 
I think that they kind of came to understand that I, I was trying to do something for for the betterment of the world. I mean, and they could see that I was very passionate about it. So they didn't talk to me about it until maybe like a month later. And they were just saying like, hey, I know you quit your job. So, you know, just <laughs> if you if you want to talk about it, you know, just reach out to us. But just know that we're here for you. So yeah, just um, that was how they kind of reacted to it. But just going into entrepreneurship, it was definitely a whole different ball game. You know, this is really the first time that I've um, deeply invested myself into entrepreneurship because when we were doing a staging company, I had my my nine to five on the side. So right, it's right. it's really a different world. I mean, you know, I'm still learning how to become an entrepreneur myself. Even today, there's still things that you know I I definitely think that I have to work on. Um, and I'm, you know, it's a work in progress every single day, you know, and it's, it's definitely a lot to learn. And I feel, I feel very grateful for this experience. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been such a wild roller coaster ride. Well, I want to definitely get to know more about Asian Hustle Network, but, you know, it's just fascinating to me that your parents for sure, you know, waited because mm-hmm. they heard the news, you know, you were quote unquote outed in the sense of, you know, not sharing them this job uh, that you were leaving your your nine to five tech job. And then all of a sudden now you're trying something that was just unknown to them. Right. So it, was it scary? Like you even mentioned, like I didn't say anything. And I told my siblings, don't say anything. That's, that's ten- what, uh, you know, all of us, uh, I guess, second generation tend to do is we, we don't share the story. Is it because you think your parents wanted to see your success before you know, even mentioning it to them? Yeah, I think I think it's a factor of a lot of things. It's, um, you know, there's so many different factors. I think part of me, I just didn't want them to worry. And right. that's always like the one thing that's on my mind all the time. Like, I never want my parents to worry. I never want them to, you know, worry about my finances or anything like that. I don't want to like ask them for money or anything like that. Um, they've worked so hard, you know, and at, at, at the end of the day, I just want them to relax and be happy. Um, but at the same time, I know they, they just want what's best for, you know, their children. And I think another, yeah. And I think another part of, you know, why I kind of hesitated to tell them was because I've, I, growing up, I've always told my mom, like when I was, you know, five, 10 years old, I've always told her, I'm going to give you a million dollars one day, (laughs) even if I didn't (laughs) even know to what extent, you know, how much a million dollars was valued at, you know, I, I didn't know what that meant, but I always told her that. So a part of me, I think the reason why I didn't tell them was because I wanted them to see like the success of Asian Hustle Network before, you know, they they knew that I had quit my job. I, I think this comes from um, just a lot of how, you know, my generation, millennials probably feel when they, you know, quit their job and, you know, tell their parents, um, they, we just want them to be proud at the end of the day, right? Um, Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think that's why I kind of hesitated to tell them, but you know, after finding out that they had known about it, known about me quitting my job and, you know, they've been extremely supportive, um, which is something that I did not expect at all. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they're just constantly checking up on me and, you know, asking about how Asian Hustle Network has been doing and how they can possibly support, even if it's, you know, um, my mother, she doesn't use Facebook that often, but she, um, loves using it when she does. And so she's like, Oh, like, am I supposed to join this Facebook group? Like, tell me how I can support, you know? So I think it's just the most sweet thing. Um, so just seeing them support from the sidelines is just the most amazing feeling. 
Great. Thank you so much for elaborating on that because I feel like a lot of millennials or younger uh, people are listening in and they may be afraid to tell their parents that, hey, I, I don't want to do this job. I want to be more creative or I want to do my own business. And a lot of Asian Americans are very scared. So I, I appreciate your honesty and your, your candidness with that. But speaking of inspiration, I definitely want to know more about how Asian Hustle Network or AHN was created. What, you know, why did you establish it? When did you establish it? Yeah, great question. So Brian and I, um, this idea really started from Brian's creative outlet. Like he has so many amazing ideas. And so I, you know, wanted to commend him for that. It really started from uh, about two, three years ago, back in 2018, Mm -hmm. when Brian came to me and he said, you know, Maggie, I I really want to start something that um, inspires and uplifts and connects the Asian community. I just don't know what it is yet but I just know that I want to do something about that. Um, and in 2019, that's when we went to Asia. We went to Tokyo and we went to this one shrine called Meiji shrine. Um, and it was located in Tokyo and in a lot of these temples and shrines, when you walk inside, you can see a lot of people writing down their wishes or their dreams on a wooden tablet. And then they'll go ahead and hang it on a tree. So, it's just so amazing seeing everyone write their stories and they can range from anything from, you know, I wish my mother will get better from her her sickness, or I wish I can get into the school, or I wish I can become a doctor, um, anything within those lines. And it, it was so amazing to see because we realized that everyone has their own unique story, right? And nobody can take that away from you. You have your right. own unique story um, that no one else has. And we realized that a lot of Asian people, they, you know, feel like we're not being heard. You know, and we see that a lot in, in, in the U.S. especially. We're often silenced. We often feel that our voices um, don't matter because no one's listening, right? And right. it's not that we're not expressing our voices. It's not, it's not that, you know, we're not trying to amplify our voices. We are. We are using our voices. But it's, we often feel that no one is listening. Um, and so we really took this concept from the temple, from the shrine, and we applied it to our dreams, our aspirations for this community that we wanted to build, because we realized that everyone has their own story, but we don't know who to share it to. And so that was the first inspiration for Asian Hustle Network. The second was when Brian and I were, you know, really involved in real estate, and we were going to a lot of real estate conferences and meetups in the East Bay. And we saw the same thing over and over again at these meetups. We would see a speaker panel and none of the speakers were of Asian descent. And we kept seeing this over and over again. And we understood that Asians are often underrepresented, not only in the real estate industry, but in many, many different industries in corporations as well. Um, So, you know, we went back home and we tried to find a community for Asian professionals and entrepreneurs. And we couldn't find much. And if there were anything that we could find, they were often very exclusive. You know, you had to already be an entrepreneur or you had to like exit a tech company. Um, And we thought that this really defeated the purpose of bringing the community together. So that's when it kind of hit us that, um, you know, when we were involved in real estate, we were a part of these Facebook 
communities and Facebook groups. And we realized, oh, Facebook groups is really a thing. Like I didn't really think about it. (laughs) And we were getting notifications, you know, when people were posting in these groups. So we thought, okay, let's try to create our own Facebook group. And and Brian, you know, kind of tried to come up with a few names. um, And we thought, okay, Brian said, I like the word hustle. And we really want to, you know, target the Asian demographic. So when we put Asian hustle together, we try to do some research. Um, But if you put Asian hustle together, when you look on Instagram, I guess it's like a bunch of Asian girls in bikinis. So we thought, okay, (laughs) we have to put another word on there. (laughs) So we we said, okay, let's put network on there, Asian hustle network. Um, And that's how we came up with a name. And, um, you know, initially I thought, I'm not sure about the word hustle because there is a kind of a bad connotation to the word hustle. Sometimes right. people say, um, some, oh, that person hustled me or I got hustled. But I think what we're really trying to do with Asian Hustle Network is redefining the word hustle. Um, and when we had opened up the community, a lot of Asian people had resonated with the word hustle because, you know, they saw how much their parents had hustled their way into mm-hmm. America, for example. Right. And we started, you know, encouraging people to share their entrepreneurial stories, um, talk about how, you know, the habits that were instilled in parents were passed down to them. And in the first three days, we got to the first thousand members. So it wow. just kind of kept snowballing from there. Um, but, you know, there were a couple of things that we we made sure to do. We wanted to, you know, introduce people. We wanted to say like, you know, hello and say their name, address them by their first name, because that's super important when it comes to uh, relationships and just right. acknowledge that their voices were being heard. And that was the most important thing, because I think a lot of these people wanted their their stories to be heard, wanted their voices to be heard. And for them to actually like find a safe space for them to share their story it just meant the world to them. And it, it meant the world to us that people were actually willing to share their stories with us, which is like a very vulnerable feeling, you know? Um, Absolutely. And yeah, over the last year and a half, we've um, garnered about 70,000 members in the Facebook community, but over all of our social media platforms together, it's about um, a little bit over 100,000 members now. That's I'm I'm you know I'm the only person on this podcast besides yourself and I'm applauding you. Just think everybody <laughs> that's listening right now is applauding you because seventy thousand. I mean, just getting a thousand people to follow you is hard enough and impressive. But seventy thousand members today, I'm I'm in awe of you guys. That's oh, incredible. You, what do you think is the main reason behind the success? Is it just the fact that now people are being able to share their stories and connect? What do you think is is the big, you know, is it because of the pandemic? What do you think is the secret? Yeah, I would say the biggest secret is creating that culture within our mm-hmm. community. I think people really saw the culture shine in AHN. Um, it's funny because we've had a lot of people reach out to us and say like, I don't know what it is about Asian Hustle Network, but I automatically trust everyone inside the community for me to share my deepest, darkest, you know, stories. Um, so we, we did a lot to try to cultivate that community. You know, we made sure that everyone was being respectful in the community. And every time, you know, someone was being disrespectful or just saying derogatory, demeaning comments, we would do something about it. And we would talk to that person to see if there's any way that we can educate them 
Um, and if we had to take, you know, measures to remove them, if we weren't being cooperative, then unfortunately that's what we had to do. Um, but we made sure that, you know, we cultivated that culture and we made sure that everyone was being respectful. Um, so I think that was, you know, the biggest reason, but obviously COVID had a lot to do with it as well, because, you know, unfortunately I, it's sad to say that COVID did have a lot to do with it. Um, but I think that, you know, in the midst of having COVID happen and a lot of Asian people looking back into their cultural heritage, wanting to learn more about it, a lot of people were looking for communities to turn to, right? People to talk to about right. the issues that they were facing um, in America, not only in America, but everywhere around the world. Um, and when we had first started Asian Hustle Network, we were holding a lot of in-person events. So we held events in San Francisco, San Jose, Los Angeles. Uh, New York City, Boston, Melbourne, Australia. Um, and, you know, this was before COVID had happened. And unfortunately, you know, due to COVID, we couldn't hold these in-person events again. Um, right. So we had to turn to virtual. So so there are things that, unfortunately, we had to put a stop to. Um, and hopefully, you know, after COVID has settled down, we will begin to do in-person events again. Um, right. But I think just, you know, aside from events, we had a lot of people who were just looking for a community to turn to and, you know, people to talk to. And I think that's why there was just like an uptick of, of people coming into Asian Hustle Network and really cultivating, you know, experiences and conversations with other people within the community. Can you share some of the stories, you know, if somebody's listening in and, and thinking they would like to be a part of this community, do you have to be an entrepreneur? Like what stories, what are some stories that you can share with us that are really resonating with the, with the group? Yeah. So I would say, I, I guess there are, there are two different stories that I can share. Um, the first story that really um, touched me was when we were going through covid um, there was this one person who owns a boba shop and, you know, for a lot of these boba shops or any, you know, tea, coffee, drink shops, you have to go in person to order those drinks. Right. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of business owners within HN, and I think a lot of business owners were really feeling the impact of COVID um, when we had to do our, the lockdown and all of the businesses had to shut down for a little bit. And so this person inside HN, he pivoted. And he decided, okay, since I can't open up my, my boba shop, I'm going to do a do-it-yourself boba kit and sell it <laughs> on my website. And it's just such a genius idea, you know? And I think that- Absolutely. <laughs> and Asians love their boba. So it's like, of if course. we can't get our boba inside the store, like I have to get it online some, somehow and make it myself at home. Um, so he actually created that do-it-yourself boba kit for his company and- um, started selling it online, put it on his website, and he announced it on Asian Hustle Network. And a lot of people were just so excited for this boba kit. Um, and he ended up selling out in like two days or something like that. Wow. And that's just like one of the examples that I love sharing just because, you know, it, it just goes to show how much grit 
and how much perseverance that person has and anybody can do it, you know? And I think that a lot of people had to pivot during that time. Um, but to know that the community had that person's back and was like, Hey, I would love to support you. Um, I know your business is struggling right now. And if I have, you know, like $10 that I can put into your business and buy a boba kit, like I would love to support you. And to hear about him selling out, it was just, just so amazing. So that's just like one inspiration that really came to mind. The second one, I would say, um, you know, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to be a part of this community. Okay. Um, and there are really like so many different people with so many different backgrounds inside this community. Um, you have people who are trying to become an entrepreneur, right? Aspiring entrepreneurs. You have people who are already entrepreneurs who, you know, are already doing it. And then right. you have established entrepreneurs, right. Who are trying to give back to the community. Um, Aside from that, there are people who are just not even interested in becoming an entrepreneur, but they just want to be a part of the community. You know, they could be professionals in their industries, in their in their careers, and they just want to, you know, connect and network with other people who are in similar industries as they are. You know, so you definitely don't have to be an entrepreneur. Um, on top of that, you don't even need to be Asian. So we always tell people, you know, you don't need to be Asian to be a part of this community. And we've had a few people who reached out to us and said, hey, I took a 23andMe test and it shows that I'm, <laughs> I'm 2% Asian. <laughs> can I join the community? And we're just like, yes, you can. You don't even have to be like 1%. You can be 0% Asian and you can still join this community. So <laughs> we've had like a few people who have, you know, posted inside the community who were not Asian at all and just expressed, you know, how much they appreciate the community just because, you know, they wanted to learn more about the Asian community or, you know, maybe they don't, they don't even want to learn more, but they just love like connecting with people inside Asian because everyone is super supportive. Um, you know, we've, we've had other people in other communities that, you know, were non-Asian just share their stories. And it's just been really amazing hearing people um, that are non-Asian just be a part of, um, you know, our community and in solidarity of the Asian community as well. I love that. That's awesome. No, you've definitely created a sense of community. And and that's what the beauty of Facebook groups is about, is just that sense of community. And, and speaking of community, you also share stories uh, through a podcast and you showcase uh, Asian entrepreneurs. How many episodes do you have? Why did you start doing a podcast? I guess Kelly uh, Mealy, I, I hope I said the, uh, her name yeah. right, uh, from Bling Empire was recently on the show. Tell us about the podcast a little bit. Yeah. Um, so we have the Asian Hustle Network podcast and we're currently on episode 55 now. Wow. Um, but yeah, this was my first time hosting a podcast and, um, you know, I, I really have to bring it back to Brian again because he was actually doing a podcast for his real estate um, field and he hosted a podcast called crushing it in real estate. So that's where he really got the experience of hosting a podcast. And he thought, okay, let's, let's do a podcast for Asian hustle network as well, because we see all of these entrepreneurs inside the community. Um, right. and we really wanted to amplify those Asian voices, just like how, you know, Hula, you are amplifying Asian voices on this podcast as well. Um, Absolutely. and it's just been amazing. Like not only do we get to amplify Asian voices, but like at the same time, I'm learning so much from these entrepreneurs, just like seeing how they 
act and how, you know, their mindset is and Mm -hmm. just like their growth and how much they have really um, prospered throughout their lifetime is just so amazing to hear. Um, And we really want to just share it with the rest of the community because there is so much to learn from these people who have actually become successful. And yeah, Kelly Neely from Bling Empire was on that show as well. And um, she had so many people listen to that show after Fire <laughs> had come out. Um, and then just a couple of other people who were featured was um, Justin Khan from Twitch. And then uh, Patrick Lee from Rotten Tomatoes, Benny Liu from Next Shark. Uh, we recently had Jim Quick of the author of Limitless. And yeah, it's, it's been really amazing just hearing the stories of all of these Asian entrepreneurs, because we often feel like a lot of these Asian entrepreneurs, they tend to be on the background. For example, mm-hmm. um, when we had first started Asian Hustle Network, we connected with Eric Lee, the co-founder of LinkedIn. And right. before I had connected with him, I actually didn't even know that one of the co-founders of LinkedIn was Asian. Asian, and American, we, yeah. Yeah, we tend to see this a lot because Asian people, you know, they tend to be on the background. And this just goes back to, you know, how a lot of our parents had raised us, you know, my parents, my parents, for example, they had always told me to just stay quiet, you know, stay in my own lane, just put my head down and work hard. Um, and I think that, that that's also why we don't hear of a lot of these Asian entrepreneurs in the spotlight. And we really want to change that um, and amplify these Asian voices so that when the next generation of um, entrepreneurs comes around, they can, you know, list their role models and there can be more Asian entrepreneurs in that list of role models. So really just want to amplify Asian voices, um, just like how you are, Hula. That's amazing. No, you, you're definitely inspiring people. And, and I, I, I'm so in awe of what you and Brian are accomplishing through your Asian, uh, you know, your Asian hustle network and also through your podcast real quick, you know, cause you know, we are very limited on time in regards to those that are listening right now that want to be entrepreneurs or aspiring to be just like you. What is one piece of advice you would like to instill in them? Yeah. One piece of advice. So I would say after so many podcast episodes of interviewing Asian entrepreneurs, a lot of them say the same thing. And it comes down to two things. And those two things are consistency and taking action. And I know it sounds so cliche and it sounds Mm -hmm. so simple, but, you know, just having 55 episodes interviewing Asian entrepreneurs, I, I tend to see that, you know, all of them have the same two things that they repeat, which is consistency and action, working on something every day, even if it's for 30 minutes every day, um, mm-hmm. goes such a long way. And that accumulates over time. And taking action is the other thing that is super, super important. I think it's, um, we, we all have like lots of ideas that we want to implement, but taking action towards those, those ideas is the most important thing. I love that, those two pieces of advice. Absolutely. Now, if people want to find the Asian Hustle Network, what's the best way that they can reach out and then, you know, listen to the podcast as well as get involved in those Facebook groups? Yeah. Um, If you want to be involved in Asian Hustle Network, um, I would say the first thing that you can find is our Facebook group. Um, Just type in Asian Hustle Network on Facebook and you will be able to find our group. 
Um, and then you can easily join from there. We're also on Instagram, Asian Hustle Network. Um, we're on Twitter, Clubhouse, uh, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, just type in Asian Hustle Network on Google and you'll be able to find all of our social media. And then our website is AsianHustleNetwork.com. I love that. I'm glad you guys are on Clubhouse. It's such <laughs> an, a brilliant app and I'm glad you guys are a part of it. Oh my gosh, Maggie, thank you so much for being on today's show. And, and we'll definitely have the links on our show notes today. You're You're very inspirational and I just appreciate the work that you and Brian are doing. Thank you, Hula. I appreciate everything that you're doing as well. Thank you so much for creating this platform for us. Absolutely. To learn more about today's show, please visit AsianVoicesRadio.com. Also, if you have any suggestions for future topics, we'd love to hear from you. Also, be sure to subscribe as well as follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And until next week, I'm Hula Ramos. We thank you for listening to the show. And please join us next week for another exciting and thought-provoking Asian Voices radio show. Take care until next time. 